Hey guys, and welcome to Limitless Callings. This is your favorite host and tour guide, Nyung Nyung Win here, and I am so grateful and excited that you are joining me on another virtual journey around the world as we learn, embrace, and tackle topics that are good for the mind, body, and soul. Hell yeah! So buckle up, buttercups, time for takeoff! Hey guys, and, and a warm welcome back to another episode of Limitless Callings. So this is your favorite host, big strong Aussie girl, Nyung here. Ooh, and I want to first start off by saying I appreciate all of you so much for tuning in and following me on this journey so far. I know that there's still a lot of room for improvement when it comes to the technical side of things. It's like, Nyung, are you interviewing people or transformers at times? Um, but hey, it's all about learning and enjoying the process, right? Yeah, a big lesson that I've learned in 2020. I mean, sorry, 2020. <laughs> so I hope you guys have had an awesome holiday break. Like, message me on limitlesscallings at gmail.com or message me through my Instagram and let me know what you've been up to. I know I had a little ceremonial dance off with my housemate in the kitchen until 6am, just shaking off that bad doo-doo from 2020 so we can bring in the new, you know? Um, talk about ceremonies, let's take it back a notch and do a little a little reflection. And you know, you must be thinking again, Young, like it's so 2020, <laughs> like leave it behind. But I just want to do a little, a little tiny, teeny tiny recap, okay? So a friend recommended an episode to me by Yoga Girl, which took me through a thorough and deep reflection of 2020 um, in regards to the highs and the lows of things pertaining to my home, body, mind and soul. Uh, we went through a little timeline of the year and I'm not going to lie, I had a bit of a giggle and aha moments as well in between. I'll share a bit of my timeline. So yeah, January was like, yo, bitch, you got this. This is my year. <laughs> February, yeah, Nicaragua, got the volcano board, you know, down packed, so ticked off the list. Uh, and then came back, lost my job, and then COVID hit, and I was like, oh, fuck, another zombie apocalypse or something is coming. Uh, true panic mode, you know. And I was contemplating whether I should go home or stay. Um, yeah, decided to stay put in Vancouver and got more in tune with my spirituality, you know, it felt good, like Hakuna Matata, it's, life isn't so bad being a bum, after all. <laughs> uh, then, July hit, I worked at Ferrari for a bit, fast forward, a little second lockdown happened, and yep, I was pretty much like getting a little bit insane, like man, get me out of this shithole already. <laughs> Okay, so let's face it, um, we've collectively felt the lows and the loss of 2020, but I want to also highlight some of the positives as well. Like, I can't speak for everyone, but for myself, it has been a year of healing from past traumas and gaining back my self-worth and confidence and learning to love and appreciate what I have, I have in the present moment. Oh my god. For, for real, having a year of not being deep in my slut drops, I've been so deep in my own thoughts and feelings. It's like, somebody throw me a floaty. I'm drowning in all these downloads and wisdom. I didn't know I had it inside of me. Um, you know, I was just kind of shocked. Like, wow, Nyung, you actually know shit. <laughs> um, but yeah, it has been nice to reflect and spend the whole year to work on myself um, but this year I want to share more of me and my experiences as a person. Um, I had friends say to me like Nyungas why don't you share your story 
To be honest, I've always been so ashamed and really scared of putting myself out there or showing the deeper layers of who I really am based on the old belief systems that I've adopted while growing up. But one thing I've like taken from 2020 is that I am done with these old patterns that were causing me so much unhappiness and man, I really don't give myself enough credit at all. So 2021 is about changing that self-talk and even and be even more courageous, impactful and humble to help others who might be going through the same internal struggles that I went through. So to begin this episode and my little comeback after being on grandma mode, um, I want to bring it back to basics and bring you guys home to South Australia, Adelaide, yo-ho! Shout out to all the rad kids back at home! <laughs> and introduce myself to you, you all. I know for quite some time you must be wondering like, mm, who is this mysterious, energetic Muay Thai butt monster, adventure seeker, HR and inspiring belly dancer from Down Under? Uh, Starbucks knows me as N because I can never be bothered telling them my whole name. But to tell you the truth, um, wouldn't be able to tell you who I was before because I was so unsure of myself and I didn't really know how to accept myself. But um, yeah, I've been doing some copywriting over COVID as well. I've been doing projects for some clients. And you know what? It's honestly so easy talking about someone or writing about someone, giving them compliments. But when it comes to sitting down, writing things about yourself and talking about yourself, like honestly, it has been like crickets in the background, tumbleweed, type one word, comma, Crickets in the background, tumbleweed. Oh, and look, uh, I think it's lunchtime now. So many lunch breaks in between. And then it's just, that's why it's been so prolonged, you know. So I do apologize um, that it's been, it's taken me this long to produce something. But with no further ado, I want to say hello. This is Nyong Nguyen, born on the 13th of June, 1993 at about 4am, year of the rooster, or would you say the rising cock? <laughs> if you're into astrology, I am a Gemini. Vedic chart, I am an Aries rising, Taurus sign, Pisces moon. Oh yes, so mysterious. I am the oldest in the family. I have two younger brothers. My favorite color is green. Uh, lucky number is weirdly 13 and six. I honestly see it everywhere. It's so creepy, but anyways. So, born and raised in good old Radelaide, Adelaide. The population is 1.6 million people. Five, well, I've been, throughout my travels, I've just been going out telling everybody that we live in this, I live in this small, teeny, tiny, teeny, tiny city. Um, but actually, I forget how big of the, the land is in Australia, you know. So, <laughs> um, it's not as small, as I would say, compared to some of the countries in Europe. But... So fun fact for any of y'all who aren't from Australia, um, I get this a lot when I go traveling. People are like, where are you from? Your accent sounds so kind of British, like Canadian, American. Well, fun fact, the reason why I have somewhat of a British accent or less, less of an Oka accent is that Adelaide had more of like the wealthy settlers compared to the other cities. That is why we sound less bogan, <laughs> I guess. Um, but yeah, just a little fun fact for y'all. And Adelaide is known to be the city of churches, you know. Um, we have a lot of churches and festivals. 
and beautiful wineries. I honestly love our wineries. You know, we can get a little shuttle bus and then just get drunk off our tits. And yeah, man, beautiful, beautiful place. Um, and we invented the original AB. So AB is a snack pack. It's like a well, a kind of the equivalent version of poutine. You know, you have your your hot chips and then uh, lamb, like pieces of lamb. You know, and you got the barbecue sauce smothered in you know a more tzatziki and whatever. It's it's just the best. You know, best type of meal. Um, it's actually AB stands for abortion. Um, I think it's because it looks messy and stuff. But yeah, you know, if you ever come to Adelaide, get an abortion. Not literally, but um, you know, the food, the snack pack. And we also have these two random huge silver balls down Runnemore. So Runnemore is that strip of shops, you know, um, across from Adelaide Uni. And yeah, it's a place to be in the daytime, you know, you go for a coffee, a little shopping spree. And um, at night, you go down to Hindley Street for late night antics. And uh, yeah, just lost count of how many times I've passed out or... Um, <laughs> down highly straight but um fun times all fun times i would say adelaide has a lot of like boutique businesses and cafes i would say uh that's the one thing i love about you know adelaide like there's always a new brunch place you know and we do have a food culture there you know foodstagram um it's a thing back at home hashtags so that's one thing i really really do miss um the food and we actually have really good banh mi's. Um, well, living in Vancouver here for a while, I haven't come across like a mind-blowing banh mi before. But yeah, I got to say, there's just something about the banh mi's in Adelaide. And of course, you will meet the raddest and coolest people down to earth. Bloody cool people. The Radalanians, man, can't forget about the Radalanians. Whoa, shout out to all yo. Yes, um, to be honest, I've grown such a huge appreciation of my beautiful city and my home since being away for so long. Because, you know, when you're just like so in the mix of going, reaching and trying to find the next new thing, excitement, excitement, stimulation, stimulation, and, you know, you don't appreciate what you have. And I mean, Adelaide isn't gone. It's never going to be gone. But um, you just think back to beaches and yeah, I miss it. So... Um, you know, I grew up in your typical Asian family household. You know, my parents uh, migrated to Australia. Um, my dad escaped by boat, actually. So, um, yeah, it was it was more of a, a difficult journey for him coming over. So, um, he was telling me a lot of stories about you know pirates coming onto the boats and voyages, and there was a lot of abuse and things that he witnessed um, on his way to Australia. Um, but his yeah, that's the way the reason why he really appreciates the simple things in life and I think it comes it can relate to a lot of parents you know um, coming from that situation escaping from a country where they just face war or they don't agree with the government and come somewhere new and having these luxuries you know the simple things becomes luxury to them um, but yeah that's my dad my mom uh, has she was luckier like she had a sister in Adelaide already so uh, my grandparents were supported over and my mom came and the love story they met in English school so growing up um my mom taught me how to read and now she doesn't even speak english so i'm sorry to question was it even english that she taught me <laughs> so but yeah i'm truly grateful for all the teachings and lessons that she's 
given me. Okay, so now, um, kind of deep shit alert, okay, and a bit of a freestyle wakamadong part. Like I said, I've been prolonging this process because uh, writing about yourself is so hard and getting to your story in being, you know, this open um, is so new. It's kind of something I've been working on, you know, and yep, well, here it goes. So, um, yeah, a lot of people see me a lot as very happy-go-lucky, uh, dancing around, twerking around, you know, have a good time all the time. But I mean, I do. That's just how I am. But um, yeah, a lot of the things I've realized through 2020 because um, I really took that time to really go deeper than and reflect. Um, my parents divorced at, when I was a lot younger, like 10 years old, and it was a very, very messy divorce. And what happened was... Yeah, there was some infidelity, you know, um, kind of like problems in between and stuff as well. So, and I was growing up in a community where I didn't know anyone's parents that were also going through the same thing. And with a lot of the things that were going on at home, you know, and um, the conflicts and stuff, uh, being a child, you can't really speak back to your parents you know it seemed as very disrespectful you know so growing up you're always telling you're always being told like don't talk back to your parents you know it's no no it's a no no don't you're being disrespectful or mental health or any kind of topics like that does not exist you know in asian culture so yeah it was quite difficult i had to move schools um we had to move away from my dad like my mom basically took us away from my dad for quite some time and um I, you know, had no one to talk to about this stuff and the only person was there was me and my brother and of course he was being younger, I felt like I had to protect him a lot. And um, I had, a, I don't know, this story is sad, you know, going through all of this and everything, I had a friend and then I remember someone telling me that, like, so-and-so's parents told her not to hang out with you anymore because your family's broken. You see, the thing is, like, with Asian families and stuff like that, I, I think that you, a lot of you guys can really resonate with me, my Asian community, um, is that it's all about the sure face, you know, like, not showing the best out of yourself, you know, you don't talk about things that makes you seem less, I, I don't know, it's very comparative in the community. So, yeah, I guess I was, I felt, like, really compared, and that caused uh, some in underlying issue in terms of, like, I felt so scared to ever expose these issues you know so moving schools i didn't even want to talk about everything that was going on and i didn't know how to express myself and by with going through all of that you know you go home you cry you still to sleep at night you have those anger and this resentment and this frustration you know that you don't let it out i soon realized i mean i well i realized last year is that it became a shell i created this strong barrier outside of me that just to protect myself you know um from being hurt like that or kind of like being or feeling rejected or abandoned so uh, yeah a lot of the the things like you don't really think is traumatic and stuff you know it does build up over time and what I realized is that as I got into my teens and party mode and university time like not being able to fully express it or talk about it I became very reactive to a lot of things so things would trigger me so easy I had so much anger all the time you know and I had a really tumultuous relation with my mum because I you know grew up blaming her for the whole divorce and the whole thing you know like putting you know, making my life so shit and got kicked out of home like let's say four times <laughs> yes I was a little bit of a rebel and 
basically it just got so bad to the point that I cut her out completely. Me and my brother cut her out for four years and a half. And I mean, it was a really tough decision because I had a half baby brother and um, to me, he was the world to me. You know, I was his mother. I had nurtured him, took care of him and I could see the pattern and what was going on, you know, like what he would have felt was going to be how we were felt, you know, we had to leave him. But um, a tough decision, but it was necessary for me to kind of progress in my life and step away from all the negativity. Um, and yeah, so the thing is like, I never really acknowledged a lot of my feelings, you know, so it caused me a lot of issues in terms of showing vulnerable vulnerability, you know, being vulnerable, letting people in properly and kind of receiving things. You know, when you feel so you're that young, you feel like someone's supposed to protect you and, you know, care for you, they betrays you in that way because that's the only way I saw it. I only had like a one-way um, version of seeing this situation. I became really entitled as well. So a lot of things that happen, you know, I'll be like, how come I'm this nice and this and this to this person and they're reacting this way to me? Like, it caused a lot of my unhappiness also. And... Yeah, like I channel, I was very competitive when it comes to sport and very hard on myself because I was with all this anger and all this, you know, pent up emotion, not knowing how to kind of release it. I was like, I need to prove to my mom. I need to show her that I am everything that she's not, you know, like how could this person be so weak and how could this person just rely on other people in time? So yeah, with this hard exterior and, you know, this kind of like mindset, I became very competitive and very hard on myself when it comes to like comes to like work sports you know like doing Muay Thai because I felt I was in control you know and, oh, just everything it gave me power you know in a way and it, what was uncontrollable was that every time I was you know relying on escapism through drinking partying a lot of these pent-up emotions came out really ugly like yes there was a lot of ugly crying worse than Kim Kardashian and a lot of anger like I was just like man like why am I so angry and so dissatisfied all the time see I'm not telling you this as for you to feel sorry for me like, I don't even feel sorry for me like the only thing I see that came from this is that it gave me perspective to be more empathetic towards people and their situation and good news 2020 has been a fully healing uh, transition for me like me and my mom talk again like I can say that I love her again and I really do appreciate and care for her you know like when you're so deep in your anger and so deep in your emotions you forget about the good things and the thing is even before that I was like if she died I wouldn't give a crap I, she wouldn't be at my wedding you know that was how angry how one-sided it was but um what this journey has really taught me that I needed to also understand like why from her point of view as well you know like obviously there's two sides to the story you know it's not all her fault you know so having the understanding you know and being myself to put myself through that I would have learned to forgive so we're good now me and my mama is sweet and I'm truly happy that's another positive thing that came out of 2020 but yeah anyways moving on from the all that sadness and um story I yeah gotta say that it has what also really happened is that um it really pushed me to go on this backpacking trip okay so 
I think I would I would describe it as a quarter life crisis by twenty at twenty four, but now I would interpret more as a transformation. You know, like when you think of a crisis, you think of like a it has a very negative connotation to it. And um, I don't think it was negative at all. I think it's just like you know things are meant to happen for a reason. And um, yeah, I traveled quite a bit, and then I went to Hawaii with my friend in two thousand and seventeen, right? And had the best time. Like, oh man, the only reason why I moved to Vancouver is to be closer to Hawaii, um, because I was actually fell in love with the place so much. You know, and my goal is hopefully to move there one day. Well, I affirm that I will. And um, yeah, it opened my mind to such a big world, you know, with possibilities and, you know, not limiting myself. Um, even though I was dealing with all these internal things, you know, I decided to, yep, pack my things and go on this solo trip to test myself because I knew I had the visa to move to Canada. And you know what? It was so scary, you know, like you had that limiting belief or limiting kind of mindset growing up you know security is everything you know uh work on your finances work on your investments and get married by 30 because you know you have a ticking uh oven in there you know <laughs> um a term that vietnamese people would use is that you know sour milk so um technically blue cheese by now but hey i say aged cheese is better than i guess fresh out of the factory cheese okay but um yeah so i decided to go on this trip just to see the world, kind of test my independence and learn uh, some things because I was like, if I can go through this trip alone and live through this trip alone, I can move anywhere, okay? Luckily, didn't die or nearly died a couple of times, but you know, that's just part of life, didn't die. So keep pushing, kind of like a crockroach, you know? <laughs> um, so I... Honestly, throughout like the next few episodes, so I'll open up more on some of the things I learned from my trips. But what really generally happened on these trips is that I learned to let my guard down a bit. You know, like all these fears and this big walls are just trying to protect me. I felt more at ease, you know, like every I went with the flow. I didn't plan anything. I'm just like just went for it. And it taught me how to live in the moment. Like, it's not as cliche as it is, it really does. You know, like, I didn't want to plan anything. If I'm ready to leave a place, I'm going to go, okay? And I stay in hostels. I met so many inspirational people. And what was really refreshing is that I met people that resonated with me on a deeper level. I mean, I love my best friends and all my friends and people at home. And they are so dear to me. But there's just something about the magic of traveling, you know, when you don't know someone, you can fully be yourself. Like, you know, wow, uh, hi, I'm young and I have issues. <laughs> and they were like, oh, me too. Well, technically not like that, but there's this form of comfortability to be like, okay, you don't know me, you don't know history. So here it is, you know, and it, it never turned out bad. And what it taught me from that is like, oh, it's okay, young, you know, it's okay. Vulnerable, being vulnerable, being yourself is good. Okay, it's fine. And it also taught me a lot about problem solving, you know, a lot more of my confidence, you know, the things I did, the things I saw. And I mean, I would recommend it to anybody, okay? So if you're ever feeling like, you know, a bit of a crisis, anything like, go somewhere, do something spontaneous, get it, do something that makes you feel uncomfortable, you know, that's the best type of medicine because you learn from it. And learning is also therapy and medicine as well. And yeah, so I did that for almost six months. I hopped on, uh, first stop was Sri Lanka, 
did three weeks there, then I went to Nepal for another weeks, did Annapurna Circuit, bit of a trekking trip and you know it was so beautiful, um, stayed for another week after the, the long trek, went to Myanmar, did three weeks there, went to north of Thailand to see the light festival and then I went to Taiwan, it was interesting as well, I love Taiwan and then I hopped back to the north of Vietnam and then from Vietnam I went to Cambodia to meet up with my best friend uh, to celebrate New Year's Eve together and whew, okay I got stories to tell from that you know I was gonna say I pretty much lost my soul in the street <laughs> but um, it was an amazing experience and also from there I went to Philippines just some island hopping and then back to Bali and back home for a month said goodbye to all my friends and family sold my car and then moved right to Canada okay so you know it's constantly like you know, on the go, on the go, go, let's go, let's go, literally no break. Uh, yeah, I came to Canada last year and, you know, obviously first weeks is fine and then you settle in and you're like, holy crap, this is reality, I, ha I'm, I have a job again. <laughs> uh, there's some stability again and I'm just get, get, obviously getting used to the pace and getting used to the environment. So um, there was some form of like homesickness and stuff that came through and yeah, I mean, I think like a lot of things that happened on that that trip in Asia, I was just to distract me. Okay, it taught me some sort of lesson. But then coming to Canada, even some of the things I was still in denial, I didn't really deal with. Uh, it started to resurface a lot, and with the partying, everything like that, I still had a really low self esteem, um, which I wasn't really accepting the fact that I had, you know, because. I had a few kind of like relationships that didn't work out and stuff and I always ask myself like am I just too much like I'm so energetic so crazy so maybe I should tone it down you know that was my mindset so I usually just tone myself and my energy down and then it made me feel less and when things didn't work out like I was like is it me and stuff but nope I've come to that realization it's never me it's honestly not the right time not the right energy and stuff like that okay and sometimes we just have to face that so yeah, last year I was dealing with a lot of self-esteem issues and not really having a purpose because honestly with the whole backpacking thing and moving abroad, it was supposed to be a long-term plan and I did it all in such a short amount of time and coming here I was like, holy crap, um, what's next in life? I had a friend ask me, he's like, so what is your five-year plan? I'm like, um, I guess work my way up in the HR field, dot, 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 dot. <laughs> That was literally my thought and to be honest with you, I come to the realization it's not really just that. So having a lack of purpose, low self-esteem and not really knowing who I am anymore. I mean, I never really felt like I developed a strong core identity. A lot of the things I did or um, was kind of like to please my parents a lot. Um, I felt like I was a disappointment because my dad saw me as like you know this potential be doctor you know a lawyer you know your typical asian highly regarded careers i'm pretty sure all you guys can really resonate with me um, not only the asian community i realized that these issues or these kind of expectations are very much universal and then yeah with my mom obviously i, I always felt like a failure to her like you know like she, why would she disappoint me and hurt me like that because maybe i'm not good enough or anything like that so you can tell a lot of things that, you, that it's not intentional but obviously it builds up over time right 
so I never really had that much belief in myself because I was like, oh man, like, can I really do this? Can I really do that? I have so much fear inside of me because it's just not programmed in my mind, you know, and being able to travel, you know, it was a very big therapy to kind of relieve some of that stress and anxiety. But then what I realized through 2020 is that, yeah, freedom, experiencing the freedom, experiences the all the senses of life, you know, seeing things, feeling things, touching things, and being in the moment is so important on a external level. Yeah, 100%. I do agree. But sense of freedom is when you actually feel freedom within yourself. Fully accept who you are and not really give a crap. Uh, so from my experience, I would say that, strangely, I was just sitting there last year just reflecting and, you know, chilling like a villain. I had this really strange feeling in my belly. I wasn't hungry or neither did I need to go to the toilet, okay? Just to clarify that. It's like a, it's like kind of like, I guess when you see someone, you have butterflies, but it's a little bit different from that. I was like, whoa, it hit me. This is what contentment or freedom feels like. You know, I've never felt this feeling in my life, ever. And to be able to have that feeling like kind of erupt out of me, I'm like, holy shit, I think I am at a place where I know who I am or, you know, know what I stand for, know what I, you know, who Nyung is. And it's, I know it's so deep right now. You guys might be thinking, who the hell is this chick? You know, what happened to our party dance monster? But um, yeah, you know, I am a quite spiritual being now. But coming back to spirituality, I would say that it, it has been a spiritual kind of journey. Like, But spirituality is interpreted in so many different ways, right? And spirituality for me means lifting up my own spirit, being within my own spirit, you know? So I think for so long I've neglected it, I've denied it because I was so scared, you know, that, that fear of... Um, what other people would think about me and I know that you know a lot of you guys are also going through this and facing this as well because you know social media you know you 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 really gravitate to the validation the short-term validation how many likes you got and uh, what so and so the competition you know yeah I know 100% we fall through that all the time um but yeah like I think it's just learning this year to really step away from that you know like be in your own power be who you are. I think that's the best kind of like service or best kind of offer you can give anybody. And if they don't like you for who you are or, you know, what you do, then they don't belong in your circle and they're not meant to be in your life. But obviously be polite, be courteous to people also. And yeah, I think it's just it's so much in my head. Like I realized like, would people really like me if they know the real you the very deep and meaningful, like, old lady version of Nyung. But yeah, I, I come to realize, okay, I really want to embrace it this year. And that, that comes back to that, the idea of vulnerability, you know, like being vulnerable is not a weakness, honestly, for whoever is going through this as well. Like um, maybe see it as a tool, you know, a tool as to an indicator of when you're feeling at, you know, in not in alignment with yourself, you know, that it's an indicator to help you be aware of it, feel it, and then move past it, you know. And yeah, I honestly would say that my vulnerability is my strength now. And being able to talk to you guys and be this 
open is my first step you know oh it's it's a very very scary of course and it's a taken me so long and the people who I'm really really close to or people who know me deeply on a deeper level you know and honestly I'm so grateful for them they know these layers and these parts of me but you know I've had people come to me and they're like you I didn't realize you've been through this you know and have and everything and I want to be able to offer more of what say from my experience you know and uh, to kind of give tools to things that I've been working on myself, share it with you guys to help you, you know. And uh, it's just a form of healing, a form of self-expression as well. I really want to, 2021 is about stepping out of this fear of like, you know, fear factor that I've created for myself and really pivot forward um, to be more helpful in any way that I can. And yeah. That's the deeper levels of Nyung, guys. I hope you're not scared. <laughs> but I feel so good to be doing this episode. And it's actually so refreshing to be like, okay, this is it. This is how it, I am. And yeah, it's like if you really enjoyed it, then I'm glad. But yeah, like honestly, I if you ever feel like you need to talk to somebody, like really just talk to the person that you feel most comfortable with okay and i have been lucky um throughout my life to have such an amazing support system um going through all the things that i went through you know growing up um and meeting people along the way like i can say that i've learned so much from every interaction i've made good or bad and i mean that's never something bad you know like likes whatever you put out into the universe whatever energy you put out you attract the same thing and if it's a bad interaction it's a bad interaction you know like you learn from something from it you know life's a lesson so i leave you with that i leave you with who you is this episode and yeah if you really enjoyed this and if you have any questions and really want to talk about anything um please feel free to message me uh, through my instagram Limitless callings of you know Nyunga, I will provide the link, or through my Facebook, or share this episode with anyone who you think would like to hear this message. You know, um, I think a lot of what human beings what we do is like we like to hear stories and feel connected and like we belong somewhere. So, for me, hearing stories or talking, you know, through conversations of meeting people, has really helped me um, a lot in terms of building my own. I guess uh, temple of wisdom or uh, just as tools and strategy to get me through and there's nothing wrong about reaching out and asking for help you know something I've also learned you know letting that ego go letting that barrier or that fear you know from holding you back and people there are resources there are people out there who are willing to help you know so be open to that and also be kind to yourself you know honestly you hear you probably hear this so much you know and it is true you know everything that comes from building something you know it has to be within yourself first and coming back to the self and the home i gotta say that you know i've been a little delayed um with all this the content everything coming along because I've uh, just been dealing with making a decision of whether I should stay here in Vancouver or should I go home. You know, like, is my relationship with Canada done or oh, it hasn't been? So I've been, it's been wrecking my head in because I've been, 
uh, talking to friends, and we're going back and forth, back and forth. But no, um, I want to stay here, so I'm not going home yet, guys. Um, to all my Adelaide and Australian friends, not ready to go. But I mean, if I'm deported and there's no choice, and yes, you'll probably see me soon. <laughs> um, I really kind of representation of this episode is I'm young and I'm bringing home is that I'm finally bringing myself home to who I am. The concept is that, you know, you home is Adelaide is always going to be a part of me forever. You know, it's my upbringing. It's who I am. It's a part of me. You know, people I meet there, my parents, everything, everything is there, you know, but um, throughout this whole transitional you know trying uh, working on my PR to stay I feel like I need to feel at home with myself and bring myself home to myself and be strong be that strong foundation for myself you know and be anchored you know home is in a certain level can be in a household everything like that but you yourself is also your home you know you have all your internals in you and you're basically protecting all that so Yes, what the lesson I've learned in realization is that I am coming home to me. So Nyung is coming home to Nyung in this 150 centimeter body frame. Yes, very small, but it would do. I'm happy with my home. So I uh, hope that you guys in, like, enjoy the next couple episodes also. You know, I'll be sharing a lot more about some of the experiences in terms of um, tools I went through to help myself throughout 2020. Hopefully that'll help somebody as well. Lots of more banter, shit and giggles because, you know, I'm a bit of a jokester. And um, yeah, I hope you guys uh, stay tuned for more of the journey, you know, and I would love to hear more from you, you know, what you think about, you know, these episodes and yeah. We'll have fun with it, okay? But with no further ado, yes, welcome home. I'm glad you guys enjoyed this tour. But yes, I'll see you soon. Okay, so that concludes another trip. I hope you guys have had such a great time. Remember to hit that like and subscribe button for updates and regular episodes. And follow me on Limitless Callings for visual content on Instagram. You can also email me on limitlesscallings at gmail.com if you would like to ask any questions. And with much love and appreciation, as always, from your big strong Aussie girl, Nyung. Until next time.